Please Leave Podcast, where you'll hear truly scary stories that you cannot get out of your head. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence or explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. everyone. Welcome to the Please Leave Patreon. My name is Courtney Eck and I am the creator of Please Leave and I am here with my horror bestie, business partner, platonic life partner, and host of the horror podcast, This May Hurt a Bit, James Strayer. Say hello, James. Good morning, everyone. So normally on our Patreon, James and I will generally be celebrating the horror genre and give you a behind-the-scenes look at what inspires us, what the process is for making and consuming horror, and most of all, what scares us. Generally, we'll also break down the process of writing one of the main feed episodes, but this week, we want to dedicate the entire episode to one movie that neither of us had anything to do with the making of. (laughs) We did not contribute in any way, but we were both so affected by this movie, we decided that we would just set aside Please Leave and focus on the recently released movie, Skinamarink. In this house. God, where to even begin with a movie yeah. like Skin and Break? Right. Uh, I mean, maybe we should say like the first few minutes of this might be uh, spoiler free. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know? Thank Just you, James. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I definitely recommend. So James saw this first, and it had been on my radar. I'm a TikTok person, so TikTok is definitely responsible for blowing this movie up, making it sort of a viral, building a viral buzz ahead of the release. I heard an interview with the director and he said he had already signed a contract with Shudder to release it and they had planned the theatrical release when an online festival and somebody ripped the movie from that festival, put it online, and then it made its way onto TikTok, where, which is where I heard about it. So I was planning to see it. James lives in an actual city, so he had access <laughs> to it more quickly than I did. He watched it and said, I 1,000% recommend you see it in a theater. I don't think this movie would work at home. I mean, it would on some level, but not nearly Mm -hmm. as effectively as it does in the theater. So he encouraged me to see it in the theater. So I drove 50 minutes to the nearest theater, (laughs) showing it in my podunk part of Northwest Indiana. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I first heard about it on a Twitter because I'm an old man. Yeah, it, it was an interesting thing that the director said. He was just like, there's no question that the movie getting stolen from the film festival helped. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he was just kind of bummed about it because he's just like, I don't have as much control. And like maybe yeah. people won't go to see it in the theater if they've already pirated it and that kind of thing. Well, was also worried about his contract with Shutter and worried that, yeah, it would somehow you know negate that but that he said they were super understanding yeah and generally said that people yeah that's what he said which was heartening to hear i'm not surprised horror people are the best people Mm -hmm. but it's always encouraging 
Yeah, I saw it at the Hollywood Theater here in Portland. Like Courtney said, it was one of those ones like I'm I'm pretty good at being able to just like hone in on a movie, you know, at home instead of like looking at my phone during part of it, though I'm guilty of that sometimes. But I just figured this movie was going to be like a sensory overload type of thing where I just wanted yeah. to absolutely focus. And if it was as scary as people were saying, like I kind of wanted the... I wanted the audience experience. I wanted that yes. tension with everybody else. And boy, howdy, did it deliver that <laughs> tension in, in, in the audience. Although I will say, nobody walked out. But I will say that in a very uncharacteristic for the Hollywood Theater in Portland, Oregon mm-hmm. mode, there were lots of boos at the end, which I find <laughs> just disrespectful. Like, you yeah. don't like it, you don't like it. And I fully 1000% understand that people don't like this movie. And yes. I don't mean that in a condescending way. Like you just didn't understand it. It's just not for everybody. Just don't boo. More, <laughs> more so than, yeah, more so than just about any movie ever made, I think. But yeah. Yes, absolutely. I also can't imagine the process of ending up at the Hollywood theater or any theater for that matter and not understanding yeah. or having some sense of what this movie is going to be. Right. You know, I think maybe some people just blindly go into horror thinking, mm-hmm. and, you know, if it's in, like I saw it in an, in an AMC. So I would, yeah. I was shocked that it ha- that it's running at AMC. I would assume that totally. it's more, you know, Megan is also playing at the same time. So, you know, if I was just somebody who watches all horror, then maybe, but still it's like going in to see Skinamarink without having some sense that it's going to be a challenging movie is surprising to me. Yeah, yeah, and if and if and if their friends invited them along and just said, "Hey, I'm going to go see this new <laughs> horror movie called Cinema Rink," they're yep. not doing their friends any favors. So Mm-mm. please leave audience. We're your friends, and so we're going to tell you: <laughs> don't <laughs> blindly go into Cinema Rink. I, like maybe blindly go into it, but just know that it is a uh, a challenging film, and it's not like any other movie. It's extremely challenging, and so. God, it's really hard to know where to start to talk about this film, but I will say that quickly jumping to the end of my experience watching this movie, the first thing I thought was, I want to show this movie to my nephews when they're grown yeah, to see if it scares them. And mm-hmm. if it does, we probably didn't do the best job parenting them. Mm-hmm. And not to say that everyone who enjoyed this movie uh, had poor parents because I certainly don't think mine were, but I think maybe in my case I was a little underparented and I was definitely over anxious. And so, if if my nephews are scared by this movie, a we didn't do enough well enough job like supporting their anxious like mental health disorders, you know, and b probably um, didn't parent them well enough because for me, this movie triggered mm-hmm. and that's the whole point but it triggered a childhood fear in me um that i was i you know i just had long forgotten something i'd abandoned but you know could conjure if i if i needed to right sure. and obviously do when i'm writing please leave in general but mm-hmm. so as i'm I, you know after i saw the movie and i'm reading all of the reviews i'm just wondering are there two types of people in the world you know people who are scared by Skinnerick and get it, you know, big time. And people who just cannot get it because they cannot relate to it because Mm -hmm. that makes sense to me, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm of two minds about that because I kind of feel like you could, you could just be thrown for a loop for the filming style 
and mm-hmm. just be like, I just can't engage with this. Mm-hmm. However, I think that everybody knows the feeling to a degree of waking up at three in the morning and just being like scared and alone because three in the morning is like a very scary time, especially if you're like five years old. Like, I don't yeah. know. I still get scared at three in the morning yeah. every once in a while if I'm in the wrong mood. But like this movie perfectly captures that idea of, or more so not even just the idea, but the feeling of yeah. waking up at two thirty in the morning. You can't find your parents and yeah. there's a television on two rooms over, and that's the only lighting in the house. And man, it is, it is, it is a mood. It's the moodiest mood. And so when I went in to see it, you know, James had said exactly what you just said. You know, it mm-hmm. really captures that experience of waking up at 3 a.m. And so, you know, I started watching it and thought, yeah, big time. And then mm-hmm. about two-thirds of the way through the movie, I thought, and I didn't, I didn't, other than the TikTok, you know, the people just generally explaining the movie, I hadn't dug into the director's intention with the film. Yeah. So about two thirds of the way through the movie, I specifically thought to myself, I've had this nightmare. I have had this dream. Mm, mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, I was like, specifically this dream, I, you know, like, this is my nightmare. This was my most reoccurring yeah. and most terrifying nightmare as a child. And then, you know, of course, the second I left the theater, found a podcast interview with him and he <laughs> said that it was, you know, his, and I had seen, I didn't realize it was, again, you know, I didn't do any research about him, but I had seen his bite-sized nightmares on YouTube mm-hmm. long time ago. You know, he said that was the most, that was the most commented nightmare. So if people who don't know, he would have people comment on his YouTubes and, tell him their worst nightmares and the the comment he got daily you know constantly was mm-hmm. i'm a little kid my parents are missing or gone you know they're mm-hmm. gone or or murdered you know and there's a monster in the house yeah. and to back up even further so i knew i was going to go see it i like was going to make a day of it cuz i had to drive so far to see it and <laughs> The night before I went to see it, I had a dream that I had seen it. And in the dream, I said, it reminded me of a dream I had as a kid. Oh, funny. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And yeah, then I could, yeah. but then I was like, but I can't remember how it ends. And then I was like, oh, because I'm dreaming oh, and I yeah. haven't seen it yet, you know? So, mm-hmm. and I knew exactly how the movie was going to make me feel, which was weird. And then I was very pleasantly surprised when it did. So I was like, nice. I felt like I was being drawn you know like the movie was summonsing me sure (laughs) before i even saw it and then you put the nail in the coffin but fuck man i i mean i really he did something that nobody has ever done before and i think even people who hate it you know i saw a lot of reviews that were like there is no doubt this is a very unique movie i hated every minute of it i've never been more bored in my entire life Mm -hmm. but he did something new and so for people to boo at the end i'm like you yeah. gotta admire, you know, somebody who can break out of a genre that's so old and sure. done. You know? Plus, if you love horror too, it's just like I can't think of any other genre where you're rooting for the small, scrappy film. Even if, even if you do hate it, the the best review, the best negative reviews I've read of it, which haven't been a ton, but mm-hmm. have been something to the effect of. I was bored out of my mind and this was the worst movie theater experience I've had in years, but mm-hmm. good on this guy for making a movie for $15,000 and getting Absolutely. some attention. So yeah. 
Like well, at least was- you got to just understand the director's intent, you know, like obviously the director did not intend to make a typical film. So you got to judge Absolutely. it on those merits. Yes. And I felt like I was afraid that I would find it pretentious because that was something I heard a lot. Yeah. Like some people are going to think this movie is pretentious and there is a pretension to it, but, and it is too long. I would argue it's 20 minutes too long. And I yeah, would also be. argue that there are too many shots of quarters, you know, yeah. but that, yeah. but, but for the first time, you know, like I don't love hereditary because I, because, and I actually heard a review recently of a woman who said, I think Ari Aster is a phenomenal director, but he's not a very good writer. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. what it is. And she agreed with me that he needs an editor. He needs a better editor. Sure. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. in a case like that, I'm like uh, just frustrated, you know, because I'm like, come on, you didn't need all this. Like, take yeah. some of it out, trim it down, give me a break, give me the movie I, w- I signed up for. You know, that's there. It's all there. Mm-hmm. You just. But, you know, for me, butch- butchered it. So, but in the case of Skinnerink, I was like, you know what? I think he kind of earned that. I'm okay with him leaving yeah. all of his shots in because I felt like that movie was such a celebration of everything that I love about horror and him sitting in his home or apartment in Calgary with no money mm-hmm. and like, you know, nothing but time just developing this sort of style and piecing it together and futzing with the audio and the filters until it was just a masterpiece. I'm like, do whatever you want at that point, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I felt that even before I listened to how he made it, it, you know, it just really came across for me. Like it came through that this person really fucking cared about this film, like really yeah truly cared about the film and the and the people he was trying to reach and also in understanding that he was going to lose probably half or more of the people who watched this movie but he was specifically making for a certain type of person and I am that yeah. person right yeah I mean shall we get into spoiler territory mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I mean I I yeah we're we're obviously aiming for this to get up before while the movie is still in theaters so definitely encourage you to go see it before you listen to the rest but if you're the type of person that doesn't care about spoilers I'm sure you can still enjoy the movie but yeah, uh, and I, I, yeah. I was saying to James before we started recording it's a hard movie to spoil I mean I don't it think really, that anything yeah. you know mm-hmm. I don't think that anything we're gonna say would would hurt the experience. I mean, I do think it's better going in, um, you know, a little, a little unsure. The one thing that James said to me that was very helpful in my viewing experience was the first 20 or so minutes are really challenging and really slow. And James was like, shit, I've made a mistake. People were right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I would, I was, I was engaged immediately. Like I was like, hell yeah. You know, like I was like, I get it. This is super disturbing. Mm -hmm. I'm in, you know, but I will say that literal seconds before. So right at the moment that I thought this is disturbing, but it's not scary. Yeah. Two seconds later, it became the scariest movie that I've maybe ever seen. Mm -hmm. So was it a specific shot that got you to that? Yeah. So, let's head into spoiler territory coming around the bed to find the father sitting on the bed. Mm -hmm. Holy Christ. Yeah. Like it's going to make my eyes water. That scared me so badly. That whole scene. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, like, seeing the father sit there with that, like really resigned Mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. 
posture. Mm-hmm. And it's important mm-hmm. to note that you can't see above his shoulders. I don't know if they're going for like the child's eye view or they just don't yep. want to show any faces. Either one is yep. fair. Um, yep. But just seeing the father sitting there looking with the, with the body language of being completely dejected and depressed, it's very clearly like a, a disturbing image. But then he says quite simply, I need you to look under the bed. Yes. And when he said that, uh, yep. the entire audience seized up, which was yes. magnificent. It was like yes. w- the best moment in the theater I've experienced in a, quite a while yeah. with a very simple line, I need you yep. to look under the bed, and everybody went nuts. Um, yes, because mm-hmm. no, because yeah. no. Then <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, there's some great horror and I have very little experience with like horror video games, but some of my friends have told me this, like it's great when they suggest that there might be a monster around the corner mm-hmm. and then there's not. And mm-hmm. that is also very scary, which is what happened here. We look under the bed twice. Yep. There's yep. nothing under the bed. <laughs> yes. And I, and I think too, that that was probably part of the reason that he drug out those initial shots for so long because, mm-hmm. you know, the entire time, you're seeing things and you're seeing things that aren't there and you're not seeing the things that are there, you know, and you're sort of warmed up to not trusting your own eyes, you know, yeah. to some, to a certain extent. And so, yeah, like there, yes, there was nothing under the bed, but then there were so many things under the bed and it well, that's, just, the, yeah. yeah, just the line alone was enough. You know, that's, yeah, it's, Mm, just well, to your point, perfection. to your point, yeah, when, dragging out those initial shots, it trained your eye to be constantly mm-hmm. darting around in the dark looking for something, especially on a big screen. And so yeah. I was finding myself, especially with the on-purpose video static, I kept thinking yep. that I was seeing ghostly images within the exactly. static. I'm sure yep. that's on purpose. And yep. so by the time you look underneath the bed, I was looking, my eyes were darting back and forth under the bed. Like exactly. when I used to look under my bed, scared anyway. Yeah, That's I think you're exactly right. I think you was I mean. yeah. training your eye for that nice payoff moment. Even though like throughout the, the entire rest of the film, I was still darting around the frame looking for something. Yeah, yes. And, and to your point about the posture, I hadn't picked up on that, but I think that that's such an astute point. And that's what I mean about the, you know, maybe, and maybe I think it's a slightly a generational thing too. I don't know that we, I think, I know you had a different experience with your parents, but Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't trust my parents to have shit locked down. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of that was my anxiety and some of it was my reality. And so that sort of dejected posture to me is like, mom and dad aren't going to help you, right? Like they're not going to save you. You're going to have to save yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's terrifying. It's terrifying. Or or even just you expect your parents to have everything figured out. And then if you see that posture, you're just like, oh no, they're, they're human and fallible and they don't Mm -hmm. have something figured out. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, that's a scary idea from the outset. And then the scene is, capped off by the one-two punch of coming back up, looking over, and now there's mom on the other side of the bed in the same posture. 
who then just simply says, I need you to close your eyes. And that was Ugh. once again where the entire audience seized up. <laughs> <laughs> and up until that point, I do believe that they were trying, like one of the kids says, like, I don't want to talk about mommy. I don't want to talk so, about mommy. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, that's the first and maybe only time that we see the mom. You know, we can get into the the theories that may or may not hold water, but I, I think that was an important scene there because that's the only time we see or interact with her. Yep. I mean, I'm assuming at the beginning when he's like, yeah, he fell down and hit his head. Yeah. We're, you know, we're assuming he's talking to the, the children's mother and that the mother is probably doesn't live with them or, you know, mm-hmm. that was the, definitely the sense I got. But yeah. And also the way she keeps saying Kaylee, like that's going to haunt my bones for the rest of time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just, so many details like that that just really set it over the edge. But that after that scene, I, like it's off to the fucking races. And yeah. it reminded me too. There's an artist. I think his name is Paul McCarthy because I'm always mm-hmm. like, it's like Paul McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Paul mm-hmm. McCarthy, and he makes these very like it's really grotesque and kind of like gay and sexual. And he does these huge installations. And I saw one in New York, and it was he basically. Um, filmed this weird semi-porno with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm. And and then he took the set and he put it in this huge hangar in New York. And so, and it's like a lot of food and things. Like they eat this meal and then they smear it all over themselves and all over the set and they just destroy the set. And so you're in the set with all this destroyed, rotting, disgusting stuff. And then he, and then there's like, pornography projected mm-hmm. around the in, the whole installation it's huge it's yeah. very uncomfortable experience yeah. as you can imagine but it didn't it took me a while to realize that nobody in the pornos is ever getting off like they're just oh, engaged funny. in these various acts but there's mm-hmm. no like conclusion right yeah and yeah. so as i was watching skinnamarink i was like it's like a relief for the scary shit to show up because yeah. the Boring stuff is like fucks with your brain, right? So You're tense. like, I yeah. need out of here. <laughs> I yeah. need out of here. Yeah. I need something it, it, to happen. It's funny when you say off to the races because my mind immediately went to, yeah, like, yeah. It's a race, but it's two turtles racing each other instead of the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> but you're exactly. supremely invested in this extremely slow-moving race that is boring. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm weirdly kind of divided about how I feel like how I feel about that initial line of he fell downstairs and hit his head because mm-hmm. I know that that absolutely opens it up for all kinds of interpretation. My favorite interpretation is just like, no, there's some weird shit going on in this house and it's becoming untethered from our reality. That's Mm -hmm. enough for me. So I kind of wish that they didn't have the, he fell down and hurt his head, but I completely understand why it's there and why people Mm -hmm. do personally glom onto it. I like, yeah, I like just watching this entity from beyond come in and and mm-hmm. mess with the family but i do understand like you know is it a metaphor for abuse like is mm-hmm. the kid getting abused which i mm-hmm. i don't like maybe just because i don't like thinking of abused children but yeah. i also just like that to me is a little on the nose for me i, um, I agree one yeah. that I did, I was thinking about it and I was just like, well, I don't like, even if the kid fell down the stairs and hurt his head, that's fine. I like removing the parent's responsibility from that and it being a freak accident 
And that to me is like far scarier because there's no reason for this horror. And I could see how that could lead to like the parents getting a divorce because if the kid is severely injured, then it's just like the stress on the family. I like that better, but I'm still more of a fan of the kid waking up and his parents are gone and there's a monster in the house. Like that's enough for me personally. I agree. Yeah, there were a couple mo- Should we talk for a moment about what we didn't think worked? And then we can jump back to all of the fun things that worked. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, there were, I, I totally agree with you. I didn't, and I haven't dug enough into his intention with the narrative, but in the mm-hmm. interview that I heard, he said, yeah, there was very much a narrative. And I read a great review of it in the New Yorker. And I think that this is what they were sort of picking at and it was a I mean generally speaking it was a really good review and was like you know undoubtedly like a very creative you know beautifully accomplished movie but you know the hinting at this narrative that didn't ever really resolve was sort of a weakness and I Mm -hmm. don't disagree again I don't really care you know it's fine but there's a moment when they said why is mommy crying and that kind of threw me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it was uh, the child, you know, like pulling something from a memory, you know. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, something that scared him before. And so it's made its way into the dream, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also, the director said that he paced it, he set up the shots, is how a child would tell you about their dream. So, sure. Yeah. You know, we wo- we woke up and we went and I went upstairs to get some toys and then Kaylee, you know, dropped the thing and then, you know, so that that made it make sense, but yeah. that moment like the mommy is crying didn't really make sense. The phone call didn't make a ton of sense. And then for me, which of course you and I have to be divided on something. Like mm-hmm. I've mentioned yeah. it before, James and yeah. I generally don't agree on horror. We definitely have overlap. Skinnamarink is a, probably the most we've ever overlapped, but could be, yeah. The 572 days or 67 days or whatever that. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't like it. I was like, mm-hmm. ah, and you did. You loved yeah, it. Yeah, I, and I, I, I feel like that relates directly, whether intentionally or not, to my favorite shot in the film, which is the, the infinite pullback, I guess you could call it, where you see the mm-hmm. outside of the home, and mm-hmm. there's like six to eight static shots that just keep getting further mm-hmm. and further away, and it feels like the home is in a hallway. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just symbolizes the the home getting, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, but like uh, getting untethered from our time Mm -hmm. and space and our reality. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think that if I would have come up with the fact that he was in the house for another 572 days just from that shot alone, but like adding that distinct and hard number actually did work for me because I was like, oh God, yeah, he's almost, he's been wandering around for almost two years. So it's, it's in conjunction with that shot where it really works for me. Yeah. You're kind of convincing me. And now that I'm thinking about it too, it makes it scarier for the child because I think that in dreams, there is a sense when I was a child, there's a sense of sort of timelessness Mm -hmm. and, like eternal doom, eternal kind of dread. And that's like shapeless 
timeless, you know, it's all consuming. And in yeah. the dream, it consumes everything, mm-hmm. right? And you know, yeah. there's no escaping it. And so now that you're saying that, now that I'm thinking about it, it that does sort of evoke that sense that this is never going to stop. You know, yeah. this is like you said, yeah, we're just sort of floating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Outside and time. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have a pretty severe fear of open spaces and like the ocean space that shit scares the shit out yeah. of me. Yeah. And it's that untethered feeling. It's the, the endless, you know, nowhere to, nothing to, root down on yeah so yeah mm-hmm. all right i think you might have, I, I think you might have changed my mind yeah in a in a uh much different approach to it it, it reminds me of um in a far different type of film but towards the end of uh, grave encounters where they're Ugh, just yes. running around in the basement and they yep. the, the sun is not moving i think they had a similar effect in the blair witch project remake where they're just wandering around the dark for four days that yep I, that's just one of those, and you'll hear me say this a lot, but it's just like one of those things that I just particularly love in horror, just like one of those ideas in horror where it's just Same. like reality has shifted now and Same. the 24 hour clock does not exist. And then the sun will never come up. And now I'm completely untethered from reality. So yes. that's, that really, that, that elevated it beyond just like, there's a monster in my house and I can't find my parents. Now we're just mm-hmm. completely off in la la land now. Yeah, yeah, and I originally was going to suggest that we talk about Skinnamarink and my story, Gary, Indiana, mm, in the mm-hmm. same episode, because as the movie was starting, as Skinnamarink was starting, I was thinking, ooh, house horror, and yeah, yeah. you and I had <laughs> talked about it, and I was like, no, I'm super into house horror right now, like, I just watched that intro to When the Stranger Calls, and, yep. like, the, the static shots of that house just scared the shit out of me as a child, yep. and it turns out it's because... That's what that does to me. You know, it reminds me of that feeling as a child that just your house is not safe, nothing's safe, mm-hmm. everything's to be afraid of. Right? Yeah. So maybe what, maybe what we could do is uh, we can discuss that story after Skin Marine comes out on Shutter. And if we've decided to like revisit it, because I know I'm going to yeah. be thinking about this movie for a long time. And just in mm-hmm. case we have to be like, oh, one more thing, one more thing, five more things about Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Because <laughs> yes, I, but- I have thought about like how I would watch it at home. And I, I, I know this sounds corny and this is absolutely not how I personally watch movies, but I would mm-hmm. actually highly suggest watching this perhaps at 2 a.m. on your yes, laptop in your bed. Yeah. You yeah, know, I agree. I totally agree. That, that sounds scary. Like I tried, and I don't want to get off too much on a tan- tangent of this, but it's it's related though. But like last night, much like you, I I watched Heck, his uh, mm-hmm. short film on YouTube, and it's a little less engaging, but it's the same style. And I hate yep. that I did this, but I hit pause, and it's only twenty eight mm-hmm. minutes long, and I was like, how much? Lo- further is this here? Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and I try to be good about that kind of thing, but. Um, yeah, it was. It's a little bit more trying at home on your television. His style, a billion I mean. percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Seeing it big, it helped a lot. Yeah, there's the no doubt about it. Yeah, and the, the sound. sound is. Yeah, and the yeah. seeing the static that big was super effective too. That's true. I think it yeah. really, it really like shoved it into your eyes and created that extra tension that you and I were talking about earlier. Real quickly one more point to the house horror thing in Gary, yeah. Indiana, but that's, that's what that story is about for me. Exactly what you just said. The, 
the rules are changed. There, this, that's it. Everything you know is changed. There, the rules don't apply. Yeah. Kind of a yeah. feeling, right? Yeah, this house is in charge. Good luck. <laughs> kind yep. of a thing. Yep. Yeah, and that's yeah. It always scares me. It always scares me. Totally. Yeah. Yep. So, what do you think happened to Kaylee? Because I love um, what the, I mean, there's lack of a better word, but I'm just going to call it the monster. <laughs> um, yeah. The, it's not really a monster, but like, I don't know what else to call it. I loved so much the line, and this is just style of writing that I like, but he says something like, you know, Kaylee didn't do what I said, so I took her mouth. Yes. And there is the flash to her face with no eyes and no mouth. Yep. And then she's just taken off the board, really. Yep. Because we're, we're wandering around with Kevin and it, I think it is more effective that she's two years older than him. So now he, like, he has one, like, not the, not that she's an authority figure, but I think it's safe to say that your older sibling is an authority figure over you at that age. Definitely. And yep. then she's gone, and so then he's yep. utterly alone with yeah. the monster. Yeah, I think she got disappeared. I think yeah. she went <laughs> the way she went that. the way yeah. of, went the way of the doors and the windows and the snake and the yes, all yes. the yeah, like she totally. just disappeared. Uh-huh. She got and, absorbed. <laughs> and it is so funny because I don't think that the knife and the blood had to do with her, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no. Because, and I, I can't remember now that I'm thinking about it, like, does the monster say to Kevin or to Kaylee, stick this knife in your eye? To Kevin. Okay, got it. Because yeah. I was thinking to myself, like, is that why her eyes are removed when you see that one fast image? But I guess no. not. No. No, yeah. I think he, I think Kaylee gets disappeared yep. and then the monster tells him to stick the knife in his eye and he yep. obliged and so yeah. he doesn't get disappeared. Right. But, oh, but, that's which is a, worse, yeah, yeah. you know, which is okay. worse to, to to then have to live in the house with the monster yep. forever, mm-hmm. essentially, potentially, we're assuming, yeah. or just to get disappeared like your sister and your parents did. You yeah. Know? And my opinion... I would much rather get disappeared than have to yes. endure that. Yep, totally. It's, Unless wherever you get disappeared to is worse than this. And that's always uh, the tr- question, yeah. isn't yes. it? <laughs> yes, which is another, it's another theory that, or another sort of device that I love so much. I just wrote a story about, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm just going to continue to write stories where people get stuck in these yeah. sort of liminal spaces and these like, you know, purgatories it's scared that scares the shit out of me because yeah, yeah like release is that's the goal that's what we're looking for and that's why you know when there's a zombie movie or something sort of apocalyptic or whatever i'm fully yeah. team die i'm like no get me out of here <laughs> right. i don't want to live i want to i want to go in the first wave right because yep. that's yeah that's like a treat compared mm-hmm. to living on earth and sweet release foraging and shit. Yeah. Like I don't, mm -mm. I'm not fighting cannibal rapists. Like that's not my, that's doesn't sound fun to me. So the idea that you could, that we die and then we're just stuck in some place that's boring. And Mm -hmm. it's usually boring for me. Boring is like my hell. Yeah. Um, Nothing, you know, or this kind of place that, we're assuming Kaylee is based on this monster's intentions that are not good and not cool. <laughs> you know, like totally. Kaylee yeah. didn't get disappeared to cool heaven. Kaylee yeah. got disappeared to just some other fucking t- house like this, you know, another like hell. Yeah. 
yes, mm-hmm. of of the monster's making because the monster can quote unquote do anything. Do anything, Ugh. yeah. I Ugh. man, I and that worked for me. Sometimes that line may not work for me in mm-hmm. different other contexts, but I just love that the monster is just like, yeah, I can do whatever I want, man. Like, yep. and and what I like about that is it doesn't put. It doesn't overexplain, but it also doesn't put limits on its powers. So exactly. I, I'm not sitting there thinking like, well, what's the monster's power set? You know, what can he do? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know? Yes. He can do anything. Or at least yep. he wants you to believe that he can do anything. And at that point, I believe him. A hundred million percent. <laughs> yeah. I I love ambiguous horror and I love I loved the writing in this movie. There mm-hmm. were not very many moments that I didn't that I wasn't on board with it yeah. and that I didn't think that it was, you know, like really fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> it just, you know, he chose, he chose the very few sentences that were spoken really there carefully, especially when it was scary. You know, I think like we said before, there were a couple of moments where kind of the more casual conversation was a little confusing, mm-hmm. but the scary shit, I was like, I know what I get a hundred percent get what you were going for. And I, yep agree with it (laughs) yeah yeah i also like i legitimately love those old cartoons as well um Mm -hmm. like i will just throw on old 1930s cartoons as background sometimes just Mm -hmm. because they are so weird and i love the way the animation style like there's something kind of comforting about watching them bob up and down a little bit and of course the music is very very creepy uh very creepy i mean you i would say you watch a solid half hour of of cartoons in this movie yeah, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you know that is what a child's attention would gravitate towards. If mm-hmm. there's a television on and cartoons on, and you're wandering around, that's what you're going to close up on. So that worked for me, especially that final cartoon on a loop. Yes, yes. showing the rabbit disappearing was so, so unsettling. Selfishly, I really appreciated it because. You know, part of the thing about making horror is that we are essentially like recycling ideas, right? There's mm-hmm. not a lot of like super fresh new ideas or repurposing, I should say, not recycling. We're upcycling. Creepy cartoons has been done to death by, you know, done, 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 done. Agreed. There's, yeah. You know, old timey yeah. movies, creepy movies, just the quality of the sound, everything about it, it's done. We've established mm-hmm. it's scary. And so uh, there's a little bit of a part of me that was like, Mm, you know, sure. like, yeah, but who cares? Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> totally. And so like, as I'm making, I've gotten really into making sound effects for please mm-hmm. leave recently. And as I'm making them, I'm like, well, this is just, is this dumb? Because it's already been done to death. Like this is, Oh, oh sound of a film projector. That's going to always be sure. scary. You yeah. know, but I think it is really about the intention and the, and the, pacing and how you fit it in and I think in the case of this movie like you said there's a solid 30 minutes of watching these cartoons and after that long that shit is extremely creepy you know it yeah. just it gets scary and then when he did the looping thing I was like uh, once uh, again yeah. you win like that's so smart it's so smart and it, yeah it I, wouldn't have worked with like rug rats on or something or maybe totally. it would have you know maybe that would have been creepier in some sense but yeah it's like it has to be the VHS. It has to be the analog like style mm-hmm. TV for that to to like really work to get the texture and the sort of tenor and everything that he needed yeah. for that film. But it just occurred yeah. to me too. Like, I wonder if the monster watched the cartoon at all, and he was just like, 
I mean, this is a little bit out there, but it's just like Take me there. May, maybe the monster was wandering around the house too, and he saw the cartoon and he saw the rabbit disappear, and he was just uh, like, you know, uh-huh. now I'm going to stick this on a loop. I've learned something new. I guess uh-huh. it. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know what I'm going for here. If, if I do, if, I, yeah, if, I get if he's it. like learning from the cartoon, but he's already made a couple of other people disappear by yep. that point. So maybe yep. it doesn't hold water like I thought, but like, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of this monster being stuck there as well and yes. just being like, oh, making I'm going to watch the, the rules cartoon. as he goes along and, and I like think learning he is making new up skills rules. and things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because he's also like making the toys disappear. Yep. And I see, this is where I want to watch it again already and just be like, and, and track the order of when this happened, because by the end of the film, all the toys start disappearing. Yeah. Does, does that happen after the rabbit is disappearing on the television? So maybe the creature is just like, all right, I'm going to just start taking stuff from this reality at this point. Um, yeah. I'm going to take the toys. I'm going to take the Legos. I'm going to take mm-hmm. that creepy telephone. I'm going to put a shit up on the ceiling. I was just going to say, I'm going to put a child on the ceiling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a fun way to think about that creature just being like, well, I'm going to learn something too. If I'm going to be stuck here for eternity. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 Well, and like, you know, I I get the sense that he's entertaining itself, right? That. Yeah. Yeah. That this this is just entertainment for this fucking weirdo. And Mm -hmm. that, yeah, he's just gonna do do two terrifying things. And yeah, take, take mouths and poke <laughs> right. shit in eyes, and you know, just every horrible, most scariest thing you could possibly think of. What uh, else? I mean, gosh, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a what movie else? that, like, there's. I mean, I don't want to say there's not a ton to talk about because there is. But what I mm-hmm. keep going, I just keep sitting and thinking about it. I just like, I'll be going through my day or I'll be walking to my office or something like that. And I just think of the vibe. I don't even think of a specific thing. Sometimes I do, but I just think of the vibe of the thing. I've, I've rewatched the trailer. No joke. 10, 12 times Mm. since I've watched the movie, just because Mm -hmm. I wanted to live in that space Space. for a little bit longer, you know, that vibe. Yeah. I mean, the trailer is, I think you should watch the trailer before you go see the movie because it'll give you a sense of what the photography is like. But I will say that the cuts are way faster in the trailer. Not even joking. You get static shots for a good 30 seconds or so, and then it switches to another unmoving static shot. And that's where those first 25 minutes are pretty challenging. You might as well be watching a still photograph at times. And I understand Definitely. why people don't want to watch that. And when I'm talking about a still photograph, I'm talking about a corner of a hallway or yeah, a the wall accident. Pocket. Yeah, when you accidentally hit the the shutter on the old camera, <laughs> exactly, you know, your yes. your yeah. disposable camera when you're in junior high. That's and absolutely it. Yeah, waste a whole frame. <laughs> yeah, it's just a remarkable film for that reason. That, like you said, the vibe, like the feeling, and I don't think that the trailer is good for what the movie is, but I think it's an amazing trailer. Cause I mean, oh, how, God. how do you trailer that film? Right. How do yeah, what do you no. even say? Mm-hmm. Like, this is gonna really, it sucks in here, you know, like, yeah. what? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so I think that it was a brilliant trailer for the film, but not maybe the most accurate trailer because again, it's like, you're not going there for the typical reasons you're going to see a film. You're not going for, narration you're not going mm-hmm. for 
you know, entertainment necessarily. You're going to, it's art, you Truly know, it's feel. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. But at the same it. time, I was so entertained and scared I was by too. It, you know? I was too. Yeah. See, I, I do think that people, when, and I want to be careful of, you know, how I'm expressing it too. Like, I don't want to say that there's no story here. There's definitely a story here, but I get sucked into the visuals and the audio a little bit more. But if right. you pay attention, there is absolutely a story. It's simple, yes. but it's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Just not in the traditional sense. Like, the, sure. you know, that you go to the movie and the girl, the person breaks into the house and bad yeah. shit happens <laughs> and then the person dies or the cops come or whatever. You know, totally. like, yeah. I just texted James immediately after I saw it and was like, that was a remarkable fucking movie. I just. Yeah. I didn't know. So, I didn't know that you could do that. You know, yes, and I think that's the yeah. thing too. Like we are 43 years old. There's not a lot of things that you think can continue to be invented or happen or change. And then you get to experience it and you're like, yeah, it's like such a high for yeah. people like us. Right. It's just such a, absolutely. it's so exciting. It's so inspiring. And mm-hmm. it. I feel bad for people who, I mean, again, I don't because you probably had less anxiety as a child than I did, <laughs> right, but right, totally. you know, I, feel, I feel bad for people who don't get to have that experience because it was so special. It was so profound and it was so special for me that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, it, it makes me sad. And like my wife was going to go see it with me and, and I'm kind of wish she had because I'm really curious. I don't, she doesn't like to be scared. So I think she would have hated yeah. it. And, yeah. you know, she, we watched the trailer and she's like, oh, so it's an art movie. And I was like, yeah, I think so, kind of. But yeah. I wouldn't call it an art film, right? Because right. again, it's not, there's not a pretentious intention behind it. I don't you know, think the so The intention either. was to yeah. create something that just scared the shit out of you. And, it, and yeah. in, my, in my opinion, that worked. I don't think she would have liked it very much. <laughs> right. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Go see it. Or I, rewatch yeah. it after you've already hopefully watched it and you're listening to this. I wonder if somebody could watch it and then listen to this and then change their mind about it. Mm-hmm. That That's something I would be curious. I would love to hear that feedback because, yeah. you know, like I've said, I brought it up literally every episode now, but listening to the evolution of horror and listening to people talk about different movies mm-hmm. has made me go back and watch movies with a new perspective. And I enjoy that, you know, yeah. maybe I'm just easily swayed or mm-hmm. convinced, but I think there's also for me a huge a huge amount of what I love about horror is the human experience yeah. and and presenting that in various ways. And so, and I think that's what makes horror fans like most horror, probably right, is that mm-hmm. it's always relatable. It's always an exploration of something dark and hidden, and so. Yeah. For me, hearing somebody say, I liked it for this reason, then I can go and watch it through their eyes. And then, yeah. you know, I I want to do that. Like, I want to enjoy all horror. I want to enjoy, Absolutely. you know, all movies, period. But yeah. um, I think horror gives you an opportunity to do that in a way that, like, a romantic comedy doesn't, you know. Sure, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to convince me that Sweet Home Alabama is, you know, for me. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I also have not a, to pick I, on Reese Witherspoon. I love right, Reese right. Witherspoon. I think she's I think she's actually quite talented. But I I also feel like I'm pretty good at not getting like swept up in the um like if everybody loves it then I'm gonna love it and like either way like yeah, one way or the other. That usually works in the opposite for me. Yeah, me too. I usually I usually yeah. reject films that other people hype up too much for sure. Yeah, totally. So I am a little bit wary of hyping this up to the audience too much, but like I'm not I one agree. that usually gets swept up in that i'm pretty good mm-hmm. at keeping it a little bit separate so if you're listening to this and thinking like well this is just the flavor of the moment right now it is the flavor mm-hmm. of the moment and i'm mm-hmm. very happy for it they made a yeah. million bucks on a fifteen thousand dollar budget uh, money so aside money aside yeah. it's just so cool that, that many people are like seeing something like this um yeah but yeah i'm i i tend to go a little bit in the opposite direction or at least i tend to say like yeah that was fine um, mm-hmm. But this, I'm fully 100% on board with the hype of this movie. Yeah, that's true. James is like the kind of person I know that I have to just make a gentle suggestion and walk away because, <laughs> you know, you're not somebody who's going to get, yeah, you're not a, you're not a get, getting on the bandwagon. You're not getting mm-hmm. on board, you know, without making your own assessment of it. And even then you're usually like, yeah, it was pretty good or, yeah, yeah. all right. I, you know, I can see that. But I thought everything everywhere all it was once was pretty good. <laughs> Same. Same. I'm not like over yes. the moon about that movie. Yes. I'm very happy for its success, though. Um, yeah, yeah. Was, I didn't like pretty- Black Swan, for example. Yeah. <laughs> right. I probably saw it too late in the hype. Turns out, yeah. I just don't think I really like Darren Aronofsky. There you because go. Yeah, it could be that. You know, he's not really gotten me back ever at any point mm-hmm. since Pie. Was he Pie? He was Pie. Um, I I will go to bat for the Fountain. All day, every day. I've never day. watched The Fountain. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it could be one of those, like, I saw it at a place in my life type of movies. But right. uh, it is over-the-top, sincere, lovely, everything. But, yeah. you know, yeah. you could yeah. just well, have an Aronofsky problem. <laughs> you know, I, I really think I do. I really yeah. don't. Every movie, I'm like, yeah, that was fine. The Wrestler, that was fine. It was yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. But that's not what this is about. I, I do have yeah. a little bit of a fear, of course, just like Rushmore is one of my all-time favorite movies, and then I don't like any other. You know, I'm fine um, yeah. with some of the Wes Anderson movies, but I, yeah. you know, I don't love them. So sure. there's a a big part of me that's like, I want to see him make more films, and you know, I got to not put that pressure on creators and artists. Totally, there's just so much that goes. The, the leap from making a film in your apartment as a broke person who is battling severe mental illness and unemployed as yeah. a result you know like yeah yeah the the leap of going from that process to working with the studio with a yeah. billion trillion million opinions you know yep. and Notes like and yeah opinions. so to his credit whatever comes out next is yeah you know let's all cross our fingers but to just get to, to the fact that that movie got out there yeah, and did what it did feels like a real gift and a total celebration and a total inspiration. And so, hats off, fucking bravo! We haven't even said yeah. his name. This entire I know. Thing, I just we? realized that. Uh, yeah, I felt I did bad. It too. Oh yeah. shit! Kyle Edward Ball. Kyle Edward Ball. Hats yep. off to you, fucking hip hip hooray! Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you have a million dollars now, or some portion of a million dollars, because yeah, he did talk yeah. a lot in the interview about how he was so broke he couldn't even go to festivals. He had to take a oh. loan. God. From a friend to go to Fantastic Fest. Oh man! And and also he was talking about. Sorry, we think we're done, but like you said, yeah. there's always going to be something more. Uh, 
he was talking about the television that's in that movie. It was, well, there's two of them. And the bigger one, I think, was the one in Heck. And yeah. it's uh, the power button. So they, there was no remote. So they had to use like all the buttons on the television to manually adjust it. And the power button was depressed into the into the unit, so it couldn't be used anymore, right? It was just oh, like funny. depressed into the on yeah. position. So yeah. they figured out that they could unplug it and plug it back in to turn it back on. But every time they did that, the volume would go to top volume. Oh my and, gosh. You know, it was just yeah. like all these things. And then they had a Roku that could could play like the analog signal, you know, there's like, which is something I, I just assumed they were playing VHS tapes, but right, they were streaming yeah. this, you know, this digital signal through this analog device. And that also malfunctioned. Gosh, and, you know, in yeah. my mind, I'm like, just go buy another TV. Or, you know, but, <laughs> right. Totally. You know, he was like, uh, you don't understand how broke I am, right? Like, yeah. he, it, this is not an option. He crowdfunded the fifteen grand through Seed and Spark, and this is what we have to work with. Sure. And so he just sort of tortured himself through this process yeah. by like having to work around all these things. Plus, his parents were still living in the home yep. for the seven days they shot, and he had to yeah. reset it every day and drag this four hundred pound. You know, and we all know how heavy that and like top, forward, front heavy those things are. So totally, yeah. Ugh. Uh. It makes you feel like a teenager, you know. It makes yeah, you feel like a, exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. thank you for putting that feeling inside of me and sort of like giving me this massive dose of like my of true love, right? I yes. feel that's what it felt like to me. Like I'm a teenager again, experiencing <laughs> my first love. <laughs> totally. Right? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I will always love horror, but I didn't think that I would feel that way ever again, the way I felt when I saw the changeling for the first time when I was sure. eight, you know, like that, yeah, yeah. that full body, like, Oh my God, what is yeah. this? And please, can I feel this way forever? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Give me more, give me more. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. All of this, <laughs> but we can't expect everything to be like that now. So like, are we going to mm -hmm. have another 10 years before we experience something like this? It's possible, but that makes it it's all the more sweet. You know, yeah, but in the meantime, I'm going to be sitting at my desk, you know, obsessively cr crafting creepy sounds and, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. it's enough to run on for a while and celebrating. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I just love it so much. It's funny mm -hmm. when you find your calling and you kind of reconnect with your soul's purpose, and then totally. your soul's purpose is. Uh, lowering your voice four octaves and putting filters on it to sound like <laughs> yeah, a, de totally. a, de a demon yeah. mm -hmm. to then send out into the world. So, And that's how we want to spend our time. <laughs> exactly. With you, right. dear and listeners. <laughs> exactly. And I'm assuming you all feel similarly. So yeah. thank you for being here. Thank mm -hmm. you again. Let's see, I've already called Kyle. I've already forgotten. I'm just terrible with names. Kyle Edward Ball. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bravo. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. You did it, and now yeah. it can't be undone, which is what yeah. I always think when I have one of those life-changing moments. Well, it already yeah. had, like when Obama was elected. Well, <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was elected, so he can't be unelected. Exactly. So congratulations yeah. to you. You you did it. You made a thing. Mm -hmm. That is so important. So yeah, we can all be so lucky. Absolutely. 
Well, thanks, James. This was fun. And we even Absolutely. had to bump it up a day, bump up our recording a day because I yep. was like, I can't possibly not talk about this movie for an additional <laughs> two days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening right. along with us, and uh, absolutely go see this if you haven't. And if you have, uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, uh, email, I Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I want to hear all the. And, and if you didn't like it, that's cool. Great. Um, just yep. be nice about it because we can all be nice. That's right. Yeah, be yes. kind. Horror, mm-hmm. horror is about kindness. The opposite of that, but also the kindness the, and dismemberment. The whole point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you next time. Yeah. And with that, yep. exactly. We'll see you next time. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.